All right. Uh, hi, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Crohn's Veteran Podcast. Uh, my name is Jordan McConnell with my co-host, uh, CJ Cabrera. Uh, today, we are joined by um, wellness uh, expert and nutritionist um, out of California, um, an amazing person and an IBD uh, advocate uh, and auto, an autoimmune advocate, um, Serena Elaine. So, Serena, welcome, welcome to the show, and, 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 uh, and thanks for being here. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Awesome, awesome. And so, um, and so we wanted to. Uh, I think the the focus of this, you know, show this the focus the focus of this episode is going to be talking about, you know, health the health and wellness uh, arena, and um, and specifically how um, you know African Americans and people of color, you know, it fit, fit into that. And so, um, if you don't mind, you know, please, you know, educate the the folks out there. About you know your own journey you know with that with that concept and you know and what and what you like people to know. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Um, so I'm really excited to be here and first off to just connect with you because I know um, CJ or Papuro, right? Is that how yeah. you say? It? Yeah. So connected with him <laughs> on Instagram and so what I love the most is I've really since the start. So I have ulcerative colitis. I've had it since 2014 is when I was diagnosed. Um, okay. I was diagnosed pretty quickly because the symptoms came on pretty, pretty fast. It went from like really sick out of like I was healthy and then all of a sudden I got really sick and then boom, the doctor ordered me a colonoscopy and then the next day is like, oh, you have ulcerative colitis. So it's been a journey, but um, I've always tried to connect with people of color because like the first place I went was online, right? I went online forums all of that. And I just constantly saw white people and that's fine. But I just felt like there was not a strong enough connection. I didn't see. And then the you people felt like you're the only, the only one. Yeah. I was like, this is so weird. And then I, you know, had doctors telling me, well, most of the time, you know, the statistics, the race statistics on it, that white people do get it. And all. it was just really crazy. So I always tried to make it an effort for me to connect and find people of color um, with, um, IBD in general, and that's been hard, but um, literally this year is probably the year that I've connected the most with people of color who have IBD. And I don't know friends or anyone in my family, no one in my family has 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 it um, from either sides of my family. And so it's just good to like feel like you can connect with people and talk with them about it. Um, so when I was diagnosed after that, um, I pretty much went into research mode. And um, I've always been the type to kind of just research things. Mm. And I knew the quickest thing I could change was my diet. And so that's what I did. And then from that, I immediately knew I wanted to become a nutritionist. And so um, I did that. I went to um, mass. I used to work in the nonprofit field prior to all of this. Um, so I worked with communities of color all the time. I worked okay. with women in recovery, women in substance abuse. Um, I worked with men from San Quentin. So like I did a lot of um, reentry um, type of uh, work. And so I loved it, but it's very stressful. Um, and it doesn't allow for me to like take breaks. Of, like if I'm interviewing, um, let's say an inmate in a prison or a jail or doing an event, I can't stop and run and use the restroom. You just can't, that's not how it works. And so I kind of knew that right. I had to change my um, career as well. So it was like I naturally gravitated towards nutrition. And so I went and got my master's in nutrition, well, integrative and functional nutrition, which really means 
Um, so I call myself a functional nutritionist and I'm a certified wellness coach as well. And so I use food as medicine to bring back balance to the body. That's what I do. Um, and so I, my whole journey with food and IBD, I feel like I wouldn't be here today if I didn't change my diet. Like there's just no way, or I would have had my um, colon removed or, um, you know, J pouch or something like that by now, which is, you know, nothing against people who have it. it's nothing like that. That's just not a, a path that I want. I don't want it. And I will be loud and proud to say that I, I'm trying to avoid that. And so I think that we, Hey, there's a, yeah, there's yeah, a, there's yeah. Wrong and with so I, yeah, and <laughs> I just felt like, anyway, so going forward with that, um, I focused on food and nutrition for not just my own health, but also to heal other people as well and with autoimmune diseases specifically. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, well thank you for that. That's my quick um, intro. Uh, I could I go on. That, you know, <laughs> okay. I'm holding back. I'm like, I don't it's know okay. what to say when I'm It's saying. okay. <laughs> But yeah, it's okay. You know that was you know that was, that was that was very helpful. I you know I appreciate that. You know that's you know my my diet has been like a struggle for me. You know this I've had you know, I've had Crohn's disease for for twenty five years, and so and and so and um, I would say the last eleven years has been active uh, with you know with my ileum being removed and a couple of surgeries and stuff. And so I have you know yeah this is so an have kind of permanent symptoms. And so you know so trying to find you know the the right foods that are you know IBD friendly is you know um this kind of an ongoing ongoing uh challenge and so uh yeah so for the folks out there and with ulcerative colitis or ibd that may be new to it you know is there are there are there some you know foods or um you know beverages that people should stay away from that people should you know maybe try um you know in your opinion yeah so i feel like in general you shouldn't have this you shouldn't do the sad what i call the sad diet the standard american diet you should not i don't think mm -hmm. anyone whether you have health issues severely or not health conditions or a disease i don't think it's beneficial um and it's just a lot of processed food junk a lot of refined sugar so i always believe that and i see obviously with my clients not everyone's the same not everyone has the same um even preferences and whatnot. And so I work with my clients where they're at. So I do believe that I take everyone off the standard American diet and get them towards a diet that's like more sustainable for themselves. Um, but I do believe, so I went from that and I've tried vegan, I've tried um, like pescatarian, I've tried vegetarian, I've tried mm -hmm. the SCD, I've tried the low FODMAP, I've tried the elimination. I mean, I've done it all. Mm -hmm. like I really have done mm -hmm. every diet. For me, where I landed, where I feel the most optimum is more um, kind of between paleo and vegan or plant-based, I want to say. I don't want to say vegan, but okay. uh, paleo and plant-based. Um, and so it's not a ton, like when people used to think paleo, I know they think like bacon and bacon fat, and you're cooking and all this like lard and <laughs> stuff. And they pr they've promoted it in the past. But for me personally, I don't do well with that. And so, and I don't eat like that even when I did eat strictly like paleo. Um, so I do more like, uh, where things come from. So it's like ethical. So, you know, um, I call myself like a conscious carnivore. I don't eat like conventional meat. I do everything grass fed. If it's beef, um, lamb, um, nice. if I'm doing chicken, it has to be pasture raised, free range, um, things like that. And so that's what I stick to. And then I always stick to dark leafy greens. I always tell everyone they really should be getting more dark leafy greens in. And I know you guys have your 
episode where you talked a lot about smoothies and I was laughing so hard putting your right. teeth <laughs> Jay hated his smoothie that he made it was like disgusting was like yeah. no I'm never doing this again I was like oh my god I could give like, him so I mean, many smoothie recipes <laughs> yeah Please, please send them. Please send them. I so will, like, I will. but you know, I can't. You know, I can't say that that that, that, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. And so, um, but you know, I can't say that. Um, my son, you know, um, he's you know, like most little kids, you know, they're they're always on like the the McNuggets and the macaroni and stuff like that. And so, um, I can probably say that since since I have Crohn's disease and I love smoothies, that he's been having you know the carrots and the spinach and stuff in his smoothies ever since he was a baby. Oh. And so, and so, like now, that's the only way he knows how to make. It. So now, it's like you know, that's normal to him to, to put that kind of stuff into a smoothie. But he still won't eat it outside of it. So, like, so he, so he won't eat a plate of broccoli. But he'll take a, he'll, he'll take a, like a pile of broccoli and put it into the blender himself. Good. Anyway, he so, can but, get you know, it. So, anyway, that's right. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not complaining. Yeah. And so, um, and so, yeah. And so, so awesome. So my, so my next question was, it's yeah, kind of that representation uh, point, of, uh, point of view. And so, like, um. And so, like, uh, what, uh, you know, what uh, would you kind of like to see, you know, if you know, if you had things, you know, your way, you know, like, uh, like, what would you like to see, you know, in in in, in regards to representation, you know, in the African American community, you know, like, you know, what were some, you know, things that need to change in your in your, you know, from your point of view? Yeah. So, well, I don't identify myself. Some a lot of people will think automatically that I identify. I used to identify as Afro Latino. Oh, my bad. You know, you know? that's you know, that's it, that's you know, that's a ignorant of me. So. No, it's okay. I, it's fine. I get it. I've been getting it forever. But um, just heads up, I'm in the Bay Area. There's no Puerto Ricans. I'm half Puerto Rican. <laughs> there's no Puerto Ricans. There's no Dominicans. So they don't know what you are. And they're like, oh, you're black or you're mixed with black. Like I think they just automatically assume mm. that because anyways. So I am half Puerto Rican and I'm also Egyptian and Palestinian. So that's my whole mix. So I do okay. identify as a person of color. Um, but so for me, I think like in general, what I want to say as just um, representation of people of color, because I don't want to speak on anyone, whatever they identify as, but I just think that there is um, this um, assumption or kind, and then not just assumption, but also like stereotype that like we don't deserve to heal ourselves or explore alternative therapies because you know that's for white people to do and i and i post and i've been posting about that a lot right. and i've been doing it recently and you know trying acupuncture trying this and that they it's funny because none of those modalities actually come from the white like white people at all like none of them everything actually comes from people of color other countries eastern medicine you know all of that but for some reason along mm -hmm. the way it got like misconstrued and we think i think because economically and financially it was just like it they promote it in a way where it's unattainable right it's like oh my god well what are you going to do choose to pay your rent or try this new therapy that you want to try to possibly heal your condition or give you relief even or reverse it and so i think that's where it lies is like promoting that we too deserve to heal and to explore healing to explore relief to explore that just like the men mental health i think is is um condemned as well it's like you're dealing with depression like no you just gotta stay busy or get up get a job or do whatever it's like no people really deal with these real issues and they're they're so um even with our ancestry i think their ancestors i think it's they're so um ingrained and like rooted in us that it's hard to bring it up with our families and our other communities because 
like I said, they don't want to bring them up or maybe they are uncomfortable and we don't know how to bring it up. And so I just, I think the number one thing is like awareness and keep bringing awareness to it and keep talking about it. Um, you know, I haven't right. thought long-term. It's something I, I want to start thinking about and with what happened with George Floyd and his murder. And now with what I feel is going to be a second civil rights movement, hopefully something like that, you know, that we, and that's not just a protest, that it's a movement. And that uh, because of this, I've been thinking kind of long-term, like, well, where do I want to see myself and what can I do in that terms from the field that I'm in? Um, and so I've consciously always made decisions to not put my money where I feel uncomfortable putting it or behind companies that I know mm -hmm. that don't support communities of color. For example, if I walk into a store, right. this is just simple on a personal day to day basis, but if I've walked into a store and I'm, and there's three, it's empty and there's three salespeople and they're not, and they're all white and not one has said hi to me. I'm pissed and I'm gonna walk out. And I've done that before where I actually stopped and told them, well, you just missed a sale because none of you came up to me and I walked out. Um, and so, and this is like a natural yeah, beauty yeah. company where I really wanted to support because I want to support natural clean beauty, um, like a makeup store, for example. And so um, those type of experiences, I walk out and I will be vocal for the most part and tell someone, if not a manager. And I think that's the other thing people automatically, people of color feel like they, again, their voices are never heard. And so most people would turn around and just walk out and then maybe complain about it to their friend or their family. But we need to be calling management. We need to be calling the CEO of these companies and saying, this is my experience in your store. What are you going to do about it? You know what I mean? And so I've done that. And I've actually had to do that, not just in general with my um, race. I've had to do that with my um, health, with my disability, because I've been in tons of stores where I've actually have asked to use the restroom and they say, they deny me and say no. And and I like, there's mm. like that card I have. I don't, the UC I, card? Yeah, and I have yeah. that. And, you know, I've showed it and they're like, oh, well. And I've just got the worst treatment, and I don't know That's if it's horrible. because of race and because age, all I'm of that. To and I'm just like, I've actually, you know, because of the experience, I had to run, try, like, I've gone on myself, like, very embarrassing things because I've been rejected. And I've gone to CEOs and higher ups because of that, too. And I think those experiences have made me strong, but also made me realize, like, yeah, if I walked out and cried to call my mom and cried to her about it later, someone, you know, someone close to me, what is that going to do that allows, you know, my emotions, but someone needs to be held accountable and responsible for treating people like this. And, well, yeah. And so that's a big thing for me that I, I think, you know, awareness and bringing it, bringing it to that. Right. You know, I've, you know, definitely, you know, I have my fair share of, you know, you know experiences that, you know, that could have been handled a lot differently, you know, especially with health. You know, like uh, the first I've had is like two major surgeries. And so, you know, the um, in the surgery that I had in Omaha, as an example, I told somebody that, you know, where I won't say the hospital, but, you know, but I told somebody where I had the surgery, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you're alive. You know, and so like, you know, that people thought that, that you know, that I, it's a miracle that I'm here, you know, based on the you know, on the treatment of, you know, people of color, you know, you know at, at, at that kind of facility. And so, you know, also um, I've just been, you know, treated you know, as a, as a number, you know, by, by, by medical professionals and stuff. And, and, you know, I was in severe pain for several months or so and went to the emergency room several times in one year for pain and stuff. And, 
you know, and then I was treated like a kind of like a like a strung out drug addict because, you know, I was in severe pain and trying to look for pain medication and stuff. And so it's just, um, yeah, so, you know, the idea that, you know, especially in health and health and wellness, bringing, you know, bringing awareness to the fact that people of color, you know, don't have superpowers if we, if we feel the same pain as everybody else. Yeah. And so, um, and, and so um, you know, and, and so, um, and so if, um, you know, things, you know, things, you know, things hurt, you know, the same for everybody. And so, you know, and people need, and so people trying out, you know, there's nothing wrong with acupuncture. My, my wife is a, um, you know, works at a health and wellness center, as a matter of fact. Oh. And so, um, and so she's a licensed massage therapist. And so she does, uh, the facility that she has does, um, you know, all of that, which she just mentioned, you know, she, she, the cupping on the back and, um, you know, you know acu uh, acupuncture, they have a salt booth. Um, you know, they do all different modalities as far as massage therapies and things of that nature. And so, of course, so you, you, so you're talking to, you know, friendly people that believe in what you're doing. <laughs> and so, um, and so, um, and so, um, you know, I, guess I, I, I definitely believe in this kind of like the whole person concept, you know, you can do a lot of different things to make yourself feel better. And yeah. so, um, but yeah, so, uh, I, I won't want to talk too much here. I'm gonna have CJ, you know, uh, ask you, I'll ask you a couple of questions too. All right. This is personal question so yeah it's you. about like my <laughs> appetite and stuff like that mm -hmm. so i used to eat like i want to say like two to three meals a day but then i got in a flare-up and then my appetite completely went away and then i had to be forcing myself to eat um and i use cannabis now to try and stimulate an appetite but i want to know is how could i easily force food back into myself without hurting myself because i know if i eat too much that ends up hurting me more than not eating yeah yeah um it's not an easy answer to just tell you you know what i mean because for yeah. me like if i work with anyone even when my friends will text me at random health like questions or nutrition questions i'm like okay like we'll go into it because i just have to know like deeper like your history a little bit um, but yeah, I just like want to figure out exactly like, I mean, like there's, what's the main reason that you have, you know, appetite issues. And so wondering with, wondering where that stems from, like deeper, cause there's always deeper. I know that, um, you know, some people will have their chronic or autoimmune disease diagnosed, but that doesn't mean that's it. Like there's so many layers to it and our GI tract or colon or, and all of that is not just affected. It's our whole body, our whole system. Once something's chronically inflamed, that's a big issue. And so our whole body and including our mind, obviously, um, we have, we, we experience a lot different than anyone who doesn't have something like that. And so, um, yeah, it's not an easy answer to just answer, a question to just answer, but um, I could definitely help you like one-on-one -on -one after that. <laughs> I would, I would I'd like worry. that. <laughs> yeah, like I'd want yeah. to explore with you. I'm, I, know, I know that you do like CBD and like um, flowers and stuff like that. Um, and I saw some of your reviews on it, which is awesome. I was into CBD for a while, but um, I still take it as tinctures, but not flowers. And so mm -hmm. I do tinctures, but um, I feel like THC would definitely give you, like, stimulate your appetite. I agree. Like, oh.
like with people with IBD, like people always say that, like, I always get that even my own doctors. Well, how do you, you know, keep your weight? Or this? I'm like, honestly, like I've never lost my appetite since I've had IBD or not. I'm always, I love food. I was a foodie before. Like I was so bummed when I had to like change my diet, but I, but I love it. I feel like it, it's kept me alive and afloat for so long and healthy as much as it could be. And so, um, yeah, I, I have to be, I use THC and I have to be very careful because I already have a good appetite and then you put the THC and I'm like, <laughs> all right, I can't, like, I can't stop. Right. I put the money right. in, like, to a I different person. To <laughs> and I'm actually, um, myself, I'm getting off prednisone. So I've been on prednisone. I was hospitalized in, in August. I've been hospitalized a few times for flares. Um, for really mm-hmm. severe flares. And in August, I was hospitalized for a flare that was very severe and scared really the hell out of me. I was going to say the shit out of me, but it already did that. So <laughs> I mean, that I was so scared. And then they put me on 60 milligrams um, prednisone. And so I was on that for a while. I was pissed to be on it, but they were pushing and pushing biologics. And that's another thing that I I'm trying to avoid is getting on biologics. And so they put me on prednisone and um, I got off 60 milligrams, but I've been on like 20 for like a little bit, you know, for maintenance. And I was finally, finally cleared to like go down. So I'll officially be off of it in less than a week. So I'm like so excited about that. But uh, with my weight with prednisone, like that when I went into the hospital, I was probably like 110 or 114. I'm like 5'2", so I'm tiny. And then I, now I'm probably like one, almost 130. I gained weight like really fast from the prednisone, like extremely fast, but I don't really care about um, weight, never really did, never still don't. Like as long as I'm healthy and my body's doing what it needs to do, I'm fine with it. I've just kind of always been that way. And so I'm okay. And um, I work out, I like to work out when I want. Um, I do a lot of yoga. It's like the number one thing I do. I can't do high impact or high intensity. It's just too much, but I do uh, yoga and a little bit of Pilates and stuff like that, but I walk and do yoga a lot, but yeah. Well, very nice. Well, I wish I could say that, um, you know, I could gain weight easily. It's a struggle. And so, you know, so it's still, but, but, um, but that's, um, that's something that, yeah, that I, um, would like to try to get gain about 10 or 15 pounds. You know, it's not even much. It's about, about just about 20 pounds, you know, like, cause I'm about like 130 on a, on a, on a great day. And I had a good day, a great day. Same. So, <laughs> And so, um, so, yeah, but to be that 145, 150, you know, before, I, before, yeah, because I used to work out like six days a week, all these different things. And, but even then, I've never been over 150 pounds, you know, in my life, because I think because of the, the first surgery I had. And so, oh, okay. and so, just, and so, like, um, how so old were you when you had your first surgery? Uh, 14. So I was like, okay. yeah, so like puberty, before yeah. puberty, exactly. And so, because I, I have a twin brother and he's like two inches taller, like 50 pounds heavier. <laughs> Oh my God, wow. <laughs> and so like, no, he doesn't. And so, and so, yeah, so literally it's like, we were like the same size, same shirts, same, same everything, same clothes. And then he just like, just got huge on me. So, you know, mm-hmm. but, he, but, he, but, he, but he's the one with the big appetite. I always felt like he, he, he like ate all the food in the womb and stuff. But anyway, but anyway, CJ, what's go ahead? I was gonna say, um, how do you go about picking supplements, and is there 
a way not to take too many supplements and actually, you know, get what you need. Yeah. Um, yeah. Supplements are a big thing. I think I get asked that from everyone, especially like friends and family. Um, I always say, so supplements, I do believe a hundred percent that they're helpful and that's the other thing. So whatever I couldn't get from my diet, I supplemented with. Um, I now just like a warning, like, even though I'm a nutritionist, I am not a doctor, so I don't treat or claim to treat, um, you know, disease or anything like that. But um, I do feel like you do need to get supplements from reputable companies. I feel like I always tell people like Kirkland, Target, CVS, Walgreens, like drugstore, like, no, 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 no. They're not good. They won't work. Like you're just, it's a waste of your money. Um, and so there's a lot of good brands out there, like Vital Nutrients, um, Integrative Therapeutics, Cellcore Biosciences. These are like real labs that are making like bioavailable ready supplements that you can absorb. So a lot of the issues with us with IBD is we can't absorb things, um, obviously, because the small intestines and large intestines is where, you know, that takes place. And so um, that's why we're prone to not gaining weight. And then dehydration a lot is a huge one. That's why I usually end up in the hospital for myself. Um, mm. And so I'm constantly trying to hydrate myself all the time. Um, and so supplements, I would say to go with those type of companies first and foremost, like more reputable companies, and then get like the bioavailable forms of things so you can actually absorb it correctly and your body will take it. So like um, sometimes you probably like sometimes you can't take the actual like gel or supplement for um pill capsule you would take a liquid mm -hmm. you can take all every simple supplement is available for the most part in liquid form and so i always suggest people who are really struggling um chronically with um digestion absorption to for sure get like liquid supplements first because you're more prone to um digesting it well and responding to it vitamin d is the biggest one that i always advocate for fish oil because it's anti-inflammatory, a probiotic, no matter what, probably three or four probiotics, to be honest. Three is like minimum that I take because it needs to be different strains that need to go into your body. Um, and then, um, yeah, those are kind of like my main th And then an anti-inflammatory, it could be something like curcumin slash turmeric. I take that as well. Boswellia is a Ayurvedic Indian herb that is known for its anti-inflammatory properties as well. Um, and there's a bunch of other good ones out there. I, I just started a new one called Inflama Control by Cellcore Biosciences. And so I started that a month, like about a month ago, while I knew I was tapering from prednisone to hopefully balance it out. Um, and I'm trying to think. I think that's it. I think that's okay. All right. Well, um, out of curiosities, um, speaking of uh, supplements, uh, what are your feelings on like um, like vitamin patches? Just speaking of personal questions, so I'm, I'm curious about like vitamin patches. Have you, have you ever, uh, ever seen ever seen them? Heard of them? I've heard of them, but I haven't like used them myself. Or see what company is it with? I well, like. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a a friend of mine. Um, you know, his uh, partner. Uh, she was you know she was using them you know for for her own health needs. And, and she's kind of just kind of like going on, on about, you know, just how great they are to kind of give you, you know, vitamins, you know, vitamin D, iron, you know, kind of the whole spectrum of vitamins you can get, multivitamins, you can kind of do oh, anything. okay. You can, you can kind of do anything you want with them. Excuse me, there's uh, some of them are on the Amazon, I'm sure, health, health stores and stuff. And so I was just yeah, curious, 
if you know if you have any experience with that or heard anybody using them or yeah i don't that's a good one i don't have experience with it i don't really know i mean i've i've known more like cbd and thc patches like the mm. you know i i they're called transdermal because you have to put them either here or the top of your foot for it to be effective to really go into your absorb like absorb so it sounds similar, I, it sounds similar. yeah i'm like I'm open for so many things, like to hear about them and start using them and be like, I'm curious always. So I'm always learning. So I would look into it and check it out because I think I'm, that <laughs> anything that could go into the skin that way, where you're not constantly having to take 20 pills, yeah, right, that is definitely something to look at. And I've mentioned before, like IV nutrient therapy on my um, platform as well because. I used to work in a clinic in San Francisco and they started to do that there. And then that's when I got into it. And so I was doing um, um, like uh, what's called the Dr. Myers cocktail. It's kind of like a multivitamin. Awesome. 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 Well, yeah, I mean, they, I've a, uh, I take like, well, I, I was on a, like a monthly B12 shot. And so that I'm, so I'm thinking about replacing that with the, um, with the, with the patches doing, doing that all day. And then, oh, I'll, yeah. and then I also, also, Take you know yeah get vitamin D too and um, multivitamin all, all, all this other kind of stuff and so yeah um, I'm not not a big fan of taking the big Skittles pack of pills every day if I if, yeah. if I can, if I can avoid it so yeah so I think I might I don't know do a review like CJ or something on the on the pack yeah you know see what see what they do but um but cool um but well, I think that was fun I mean so I mean I think uh, might 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 wrap it up here. Um, is it, was it was it was it was there anything else on your mind? Any any other questions for you know myself or CJ from you, uh, Serena? Um. So to be honest, I just felt like a huge wave of like nausea. So I'm like kind of. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm kind of yeah. lost right now. Yeah. So I experienced yeah. that a lot, by the way, like a lot, a lot. So um, excuse me, but I'm kind of out of it. But I would love to, um, you know, do something where we can all collab again for sure. Oh, oh thank yeah, you. for sure. Yeah, thank you for yeah, having me. Awesome. You're very welcome, and that'll be really fun. I agree. Um, well, uh, well, again, you know, my name my name is Jordan McConnell, uh, and a host of Crohn's Veteran. You know, with my co-host uh, C.J. Cabrera. Um, you know, we were you know we were joined today by uh, well by wellness practitioner and uh, a nutritionist uh, out of out of California, um, the amazing uh, Serena. Um, Elaine, so again, again, thank you for, for joining us today. Thank you. Yeah, and, catch me on social media, Serena Elaine. I'm mostly just on Instagram, so mm. really catch me on there. Yeah, cool, cool. Well, I you know hit her up, follow her, contact her, and, and reach out to her for, um, for you know, for health and wellness, uh, support and advice. And, uh, and again, you know, thanks, you know, for joining us and have a good rest of your day. Stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.